My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Thursday the 6th of July. I'm Zara Seidler. I'm Sam Kozlowski. Now, it's been a little while since we've given you an update on the Indigenous Voice to Parliament. So today we are going to bring you one. With a referendum just months away, public support for the proposal is slipping. Recent polling suggests that the Yes campaign is falling behind in the race towards the referendum. Support for the Indigenous voice to Parliament has slumped once again, according to a new poll. But the Yes campaign's kicked into gear in response. As crowds gathered at more than 25 events, calling for an Indigenous voice to Parliament to be enshrined in the Constitution. We're all going to vote what? Yes! What? Yes! TDA journalist Tom Crowley is going to catch up with us in today's deep dive. But first, Sam, what is making headlines this morning? A magistrate has expressed anger that an officer alleged to have tasered an elderly woman with dementia appeared in court via video link. 95-year-old Claire Noland died in hospital after a confrontation with New South Wales police at an aged care home in May. During yesterday's hearing, the magistrate said extra security was placed outside the court at great expense, adding he'd expected the 33-year-old to attend the hearing in person. A luggage search at Sydney Airport has led to the rescue of 16 children from alleged sexual abuse. A joint investigation between the AFP, the Border Force and police in the Philippines discovered evidence in a Queensland man's luggage. That led to a major breakthrough in an international child protection investigation, with children as young as 10 found during the raids. The discovery of a white powder that led to a partial shutdown in the White House has been identified as cocaine. The Secret Service said a precautionary closure was triggered after an unknown item was discovered in the West Wing on Sunday. The West Wing houses the president's office. President Joe Biden was not there at the time of the shutdown. And today's good news, if you are a Victorian pet owner, this one's for you. You can now take part in the state's very first pet census. The initiative from the Victorian government's Animal Welfare Department is aimed at developing more effective policies and programs to promote responsible pet ownership across the state. Tom, welcome back to the pod today. Lovely to be here. It's been a little while since we've spoken about the Indigenous Voice to Parliament. I think you and I did a potty on this a few months ago. So what do we need to know to get us up to date? It has been a little while, Zara, and I think it's tricky with The Voice because it's kind of in and out of the news all the time. And we're still just... Most days. Most days. And we're just waiting for the day where we get to vote. You know, every time we talk about this, it's just at some point in the future, we're going to get to vote. That's still months away. We don't know exactly when. We think it's going to be October. Uh, And so it's difficult to know when's the right time to jump back in and and give a bit of an update. But as you say, it has been a couple of months. And I think the, the campaign is in full swing now in a way that it wasn't the last time we spoke. Mm. So all of the official hurdles have been cleared now. It's gone through all of the parliamentary processes and we're officially on the way to a vote. 
the yes and no campaigns are both in full swing. I think probably the main thing that's changed since the last time we spoke, Zara, is that the no campaign has had a couple of months of quite significant momentum. So mm. it's so difficult to to know exactly what the public is thinking, especially because a lot of people may not pay much attention to the voice until right before they vote. But when we do get opinion polling, we've seen a really significant trend. Back the last time we spoke, I think it might have been in April, the support for The Voice was at roughly 60% in most opinion polls. That's now fallen back to more like a 50-50 and we're starting to see for really the first time since we've been talking about this, polls where the no vote is ahead. So it's certainly evened up and it's evened up as a result of, of the no campaign, I suppose, having an effective couple of months. It's a long way to go. October's a long way away. I'm sure these numbers are going to bounce around a whole lot. But that's the context in which we have the government in particular trying to think about ways to change that momentum. And, Tom, one of those ways was yesterday with the Minister for Indigenous Australians, Linda Burney, getting up and really speaking about the voice to a national audience at the press club. What did we hear from her yesterday? It was all about detail, really, Zara. So we've heard a lot from Linda Burney, of course, over the last few months, but this address was the chance to offer some new details and some new thoughts, I suppose, from the minister about how she imagines that a voice would work. And I think if you could sum up the speech in one word, that word would be local. She really wanted to emphasise that the way she sees the voice and the benefit she sees in the voice is about taking the perspectives of local communities and feeding them up to decision makers. And so there were a few other bits and pieces of detail, but this was, I suppose, a rallying cry as we head towards a referendum for what Linda Burney saw as uh, an opportunity for Australia. We have everything to gain and nothing to lose by supporting the voice because the voice will be a mechanism for government and the parliament to listen. I thought one of the things that Linda Burney said yesterday in this speech was something I hadn't heard before, and she used an example of what the voice could actually look like in practice. Can you take me through that? Yeah, I can, and I think it's first worth acknowledging up front that this question of detail has been quite a political question, and I think that Mm. that context is important. So... I will answer your question, Sarah, but a quick little detour first, just a refresher on exactly what we're voting on here. So what we're going to vote on in October is whether we want to put the voice in Australia's constitution. And the constitution is, I guess it's a principles document. So the constitution says things like the government is allowed to declare war, the government can and can't do this in, in a really broad sense. What the government wants to put into the constitution is a permanent requirement to have a voice But then the questions about what the voice would do, these details, will be passed by parliament as a law, just like any other law. It could change in future. It's a separate question to what goes in the constitution. And for that reason, the government has said, we don't want to get into all of these details about our legislation now. We want you to focus on this principal question in the constitution. But the No campaign and opposition leader Peter Dutton in particular have really attacked that and said, well, if you're asking us to vote on The Voice, you need to give us detail about what it is that you propose so that we can make an informed vote. Even if it's not going in the constitution, we need to know. And I mean, that's clearly top of mind when when Linda Burney is delivering this speech yesterday because she did try and offer more details. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, she, she 
describe the structure as a series of local representatives for every state and territory, for the Torres Strait Islands, for individual remote communities. And the idea there would be that they're chosen by those local communities and they function, really she described it almost like a a local member of parliament. So she gave this example of if a local community had an idea about how to improve school attendance rates at their school in their community, they would then have this access point to their voice representative who then filters that up to the government. I guess the voice could do that on just about any issue. There are no formal limits proposed, at least at the moment, to what it can consult on. But Linda Burney emphasised four areas where she thought the voice could do the most good, and they were education, like in that example, health, jobs and housing. And, And she framed them as the minister as the four priorities that she saw for The Voice, areas where she pointed to, you know, the closing the gap context where there is persistent disadvantage and different outcomes in those spaces between First Nations people and the rest of the community. And in Linda Burney's mind, if we had a voice, those are the kind of questions she would be asking it to help solve. I'll be asking The Voice for their input to solve these most pressing issues So there will be important work in the voices in tray from day one. So in laying out those priorities and providing examples, Linda Burney there is really trying to provide, I guess, as much detail as the government is willing to provide at this time. But the No campaign hasn't only criticised a lack of detail. What else have we been hearing out of the No campaign? Well, maybe the first thing to say, Zara, is there are kind of multiple No campaigns and they're very, very different. Mm. So uh, independent Senator Lydia Thorpe, formerly Green Senator Lydia Thorpe, she's in the no camp, but her views are completely different to just about anybody else in that no camp. She argues that the voice is a violation of the sovereignty of First Nations people, that essentially to even put First Nations people in what she would call the colonial constitution is denying the sovereignty of First Nations people. So that's a very different argument to the sort of argument that we're hearing. I I guess what you would call the mainstream no position, which is the coalition's position and the opposition leader's position. And I think I'd separate it into two buckets. Their first line is this thing's not going to work. And so that's where all the detail stuff comes in, but it's more than just detail. Peter Dutton likes to call it a Canberra voice, top down, another layer of bureaucracy that's just going to get in the way. It's not going to be associated with real solutions. And the second line is that this is divisive. And so Peter Dutton has started using more and more the language of race. He said that the voice would re-racialise Australia. And this idea, essentially you're introducing a distinction between First Nations people and non-First Nations people into the constitution, his argument is that that's divisive. Those are the two key arguments that the opposition has levelled. So these battle lines have started to be drawn. They have. And, I mean, it was on clear display yesterday when Linda Burney did depart from, I mean, her pre-rehearsed speech. You could tell she came out very strongly against the No campaign and what she believes um, is their effort to really derail the campaign for a voice to parliament. The No campaign is being run by a group called Fair Australia. It is importing Trump-style politics to Australia. It is post-truth and its aim is to polarise. 
certainly heating up there, Zara, and I think that we're going to be hearing a lot more of the politics of this over the next few months, but also a lot more opportunity to talk about all the little details and all the different arguments. I think this will not be the last time we talk about this one, Zara. No, it won't, and I think it's quite complex. So if you do have any questions, absolutely feel free to slide into our DMs and let us know, and we'll do our best to answer all of them in further episodes. Thank you for joining us on The Daily Oz this morning. If you learned something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every morning. We'll be back again tomorrow. Until then, have a great day. 